Welcome everyone to Seeds of Light. This is our show for those looking to illuminate the path of parenting using the power of astrology. This is a exploratory show. It's not prescriptive and it's for you, whether you're a parent, a grandparent, an auntie, or you have a very special place in your heart for your inner child and you're giving extra attention to tending to your inner child, this is also for you. I'm Anna Zaharia. I'm CCO for Astrology Hub and your host. And today I'm here with a beloved inner circle member, mm-hmm. beautiful astrologer and mama, Dominique Jaramillo. Jaramillo. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's okay. Dominique Jaramillo, thank you so much for being here, Dominique. I'm My so pleasure. excited about our conversation today. Thank you so much for being here, Dominique. I'm so excited about our conversation today. Me too. Me too. Thanks for having me, Anna. This is a very um, sweet full circle moment because I had tea time with Dominique a few years back when I only knew her as one of our beloved inner circle members. And we got to have just a sweet heart to heart um, share about our membership and and how it's personally impacting um, Dominique and her life. And it's amazing to have you on the show now to be sharing all of your wisdom as an astrologer and as a mama. Thank you. I'm so excited. Yeah. So today we're going to be discussing a very um, juicy topic (laughs) of healthy co-parenting using astrology as a tool. Before we dive into that, though, I would like to introduce a new segment to all of you. I know I've shared this with you before, but the vision is that we want this to be a community collaboration. And so we want to hear your stories and we want to have you participate. So I selected a story that was emailed in from one of our other Inner Circle members. Her name is Alicia. messing up with the names today, (laughs) Alicia. And um, her story just touched my heart. And so I would love to share it with all of you. And this is also an open invitation to send us your stories if you're feeling called. We do have a special form and submission process for that. And the link will be in the description of the show. And um, it's also on our contact page on the Astrology Hub website. So here's what Alicia writes. I resonated with seeds of light more than you know. I just got into astrology when my son was born in 2015. It's beyond words as an educator, homeschool mom, and astrology-obsessed person to find (laughs) such like-minded people. I just told my husband two nights ago that I feel so alone because I see the world so differently than others. And there's no one that gets me. That video just showed me the mirror of who I am internally and that there are other people that actually view astrology, parenting, and education in the same way. I guess I put that out in the world two nights ago and it led me to you guys. (laughs) It honestly spoke directly to my soul. Alicia, thank you so much for writing in. And the reason why I'm just so moved by your story in particular, is because you're really touching on this epidemic um, that we're all experiencing of aloneness 
more than ever. And this is part of what's at the heart of why we do what we do here at Astrology Hub and with this show. It's for connecting all of us. It's for bringing us together and reminding us that we are not alone, that there are others that are on the path just like you are, that are not resonating with the way that things have been done, that want to do it differently, and to empower you just to give you the courage when you see someone else having the courage to pursue that off the beaten path road or (laughs) maybe you know, dark path through the woods because they're feeling called, then it gives you the courage to do that as well. And I'll say I've experienced that and it's been key in my personal journey to just build that kind of relationship with others that are doing things differently. And so, um, of course, there's so much that we can speak to just in this topic of, of how we can bridge our um, lives that are kind of in isolation right now. But today we're here to speak specifically about co-parenting and um, astrology being a very valuable tool and doing that in a healthy way. So Dominique, again, before we get started officially, I want everybody to get to know you a little bit better. And I want to read something that I read on your website. Oh, okay. (laughs) Dominique writes, my mission is to further the awareness of astrology as a powerful tool for personal growth, cultivating healthy relationships and raising children to their fullest potential. Yeah. Nurture your nature and live your best life. Yeah. (laughs) Can you tell us a little more about your journey of getting to this place and becoming an astrologer and how that's fitting into your life as a mom. Absolutely. Yeah, that sums it up. And that's also the order sort of of operation for me. Um, I went on a very personal growth journey first and finding astrology helped me do that. You know, when I came to it, I was at a time in my life where things I, you know, the life I thought I was going to have or imagine wasn't coming into fruition. So I put all of that down, decided to, you know, get a real job. And I wanted to be an actress when I came to California. And interestingly enough, the the chart shows that interest, but it didn't happen. So for some reason, I just, you know, decided, well, I'll just put that down for a while. And it lets me get a job, let me, you know, explore. And one of the things I did was I took an astrology class and I'd always been interested in it. And oh my gosh, it just blew everything up. When I saw my whole chart, when I learned about how I operated and then I explored my parents and my family, it really started to make everything make sense about and added to who I was. And so it wasn't, then I went on this personal growth journey to really know myself more fully. And then ironically, I had been seeing my future husband every day at my job, not knowing that's who he was. (laughs) I think the universe kept him in the shadow while I was on my journey. (laughs) And then, but when we got together, it happened really fast, but I was also nervous about if this person was going to still like me, if he knew I was really into astrology, you know, and 
he, you know, nothing seemed to scare this guy, which was cool. <laughs> um, so then it was me sharing a little bit about what I knew about myself and then a little about him, which was intriguing. And so I kind of laid that, that groundwork. But when I first um, got together with him and learned about his chart, my, I started to learn some things through um, a teacher that were negative about our compatibility. But I felt in my heart and soul that there was something special here and that this was someone I was supposed to be with. And so I decided at that point, this can't be the be all end all because what about what's going on in me, you know? And I had some other friends and astrologers who gave me a lot of, pointed out a lot of wonderful things about our connections and a lot of key things. And so we went on, started that journey together. And I really had it always in the back of my mind to understand this person and how he was different from me and how, you know, in order to have a healthy relationship with him, he needed to understand who I was and how I operated in the opposite. And so we got into it together and not that he like is way into astrology, but he definitely was always curious and loved to listen and hear me. And he believed in me and believed in what I was doing and my passion for it. So then we got married and after having come to this understanding of myself through astrology and how it could really benefit me really knowing how my husband operates, how he loves, how he, you know, lives in the world. Um, how could that not support us as parents? Like I was like so excited, but at the same time, I knew this little mate being is going to come into the world with his own, his own, you know, soul print and his own nature. And then you get into that nurture versus nature, which is why I say nurture the nature, because we do come in with our own nature, right? Our own soul blueprint, but our environment is key. And when you're raising children, the environment and how we nurture is key to really helping them become their full to their fullest potential. And so when my son was born, I immediately, my husband already knew we were going to get, you know, I wanted to know. But like I said, I wasn't going to be like, okay, put him in this box. It was like, I just wanted to understand even the sun, moon, and rising just so that I could know a more than anything. I knew that the sun, I mean, that the moon was where you could start just to know, nurture a child. And I wanted, I'm a communicator. So I wanted to be able to talk. I couldn't wait to talk to my child, but he wasn't gonna be able to talk to me for a while. And that's a big thing that parents have. They don't know, you know, what they're, they don't know what their child needs because I can't speak to them yet. And you have to sort of read the signs. And so nurturing, knowing his moon sign and how that was different from mine and my husband's was a great way in to just sort of open that line of communication about this is how he's built. This is his nature, you know, and he's different from you and he's different from me. And my son's almost 10 now. He's going to be 10 in March. And so I really feel and see the benefits of my relationship and my um, marriage and parenting together with him, benefiting Joseph, that's his name. And really, um, so it's a constant thing. It's, it's, an, it's a daily um, practice. So I'm not always like into the astrology, but knowing sort of into knowing the charts and then having certain things in your back pocket at all times, there's always plenty of moments um, that, uh, that it serves, you know, it gives you that, uh, oh, wait a minute, <laughs> check yourself before you wreck yourself, you know what I mean, kind of moments. 
Um, but it's become full circle. So I've tried to live my life by that. Nurture my nature, be myself, but also nurture my sons <clears throat> and try and create an environment that is nurturing for him based on who we are, because he's going to have the upbringing he's going to have based on his environment. Like, and we're all sort of products of our environment, right? But we have our own nature. So my goal is to always try and be nurturing that nature to the best of our ability together. And so it's become sort of my, 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 I don't know what you would say, maybe my process for, um, for continuing my personal growth, for continuing nurturing that relationship so my marriage can stay healthy and good, and also for being a great support system and creating a great environment for our son to, to raise him the best we can. Mm. There's so many um, important things that you just touched on. And I got to bring it back to this tagline that you came up with, nurture your nature. I just think that that is such a beautiful um, representation of what astrology can really enable us to do. Yeah. And just the, um, the softness and the love that just comes through in, in just those three little words strung together. And I always have to go to how I feel that this could impact the whole, you know, if we could all bring that into our parenting and the way that we go about our lives, how much could change. Yeah. Um, I think a, a lot of classical parenting that most of us have been brought up with it is not about nurturing your nature and specifically your nature. You know, it might be nurturing the nature that you're taught right you need to nurture um but then is that actually nature <laughs> right the debate well the thing is is also i also recognized and this was through my journey of knowing myself and looking at like my parents charts conscious parenting really didn't exist when my you know when i was young and i think in terms of divine timing or evolution, whatever, but it's kind of new. I mean, there was, my parents were just in survival mode, you know, and astrology maybe was at the dip and, you know, it's had its ups and downs, but it wasn't thought of as a, as a tool. And my parents didn't know me that way. You know what I mean? So that's why for me, I was like, oh my gosh, like I can know this about my child. I mean, how could it not change? everything you know and then i'm thinking well if every parent knows this <laughs> oh my gosh you know what i mean it can change the world i mean like um marianne williamson says you know i mean radically changing the way we parent can change the world because they're the future and i know it's tough a lot of parents you know they don't have the time or you know to dive into astrology and and nurture, you know, nurture their nature using astrology every day. That's why if you just know the, the sun, moon and rising, you can get immense information and tools just from that. Even in the first seven years, if you just focused on the moon, it would be powerfully life-changing for that child, you know? So I knew when my son, you know, has this Pisces moon, he's a sun, moon, Pisces, and I'm a Libra moon and my husband is a Cap Capricorn moon. So I have always, you know, 
the communicator, <laughs> you know, and my husband is the, you know, let's be practical, smart. This is, you know, um, and then my son just feels it all, you know, and I knew that at first logic wasn't going to work. I wasn't going to be able to explain things to him the way I might have wanted to. So I just needed to know if this child might just need to be held. He might not even be able to communicate how he feels if he's upset. So I just have to hold him. And eventually maybe I'll be able to communicate, you know, and, and it happened like over time, I realized that because a lot of his uh, Pisces is in the 11th house, I was like, oh, so when he feels safe and he's ready, he will share his feelings and mostly with his parents or where he feels safe to do so. But I had to, you know, recognize that, that this was, I wasn't necessarily going to be able to communicate everything and help him and nurture him that way. I needed to just hold him or be there hmm. or listen. For anyone that is feeling excited about this idea of tuning into your sun's moon sign or the sun, moon, and rising, we actually have a couple of episodes that we've already recorded mm -hmm. on these topics. You can tune into last week's Seeds of Light episode with Achuta Bhava. We really touched in on the sun, moon, and rising as key points in the chart to look at for um, getting a lot of insight on how to parent your child, not just any child. And there's an episode um, further back in our archive that is just on the classic Astrology Hub podcast with Amanda and Natasha Alter, and they discuss um, how to nurture your child based on their moon sign. And the whole episode is dedicated to that. And they go through all the different moon signs and the elements. And it's wonderfully helpful. And yeah. Jamie is going to put those episode <laughs> numbers or maybe even links for you in the chat and the show notes because she's wonderful like that. I also did another podcast with a friend who is a big supporter of women and self-worth. And we talked about how understanding the sun, moon and rising can help build self-worth in the child. So from a self-worth perspective, because that's, you know, a big part of the moon is feeling worthy and safe. And so that's another one I did, but it's uh, those three are really it. I know Joseph inspired me to create a whole baby line when I was, when he was a baby, you know, to try and introduce just those basics to new moms. You know, I was like trying to, how could I sort of introduce this to people without them being overwhelmed by astrology or thinking, oh, I don't, you know, mm -hmm. so I've always tried to introduce even the basics because they're so powerful. And where can people find that episode that you were just mentioning? Um, it's on uh, the Worthy Woman Collective podcast. is on my um, it's on my page, and I can also share it in the in the link too. Um, it's a Worthy Woman Collective podcast, and she focuses all on self worth, and um, which is great because moms, you know, it's great for moms. And we talked about um, building self worth in your children, so. Mm -hmm super important topic as well. Yeah. Dominique, let's dive into astrology as a tool for healthy co-parenting. But my very first question is what is healthy co-parenting in <laughs> in your um just your own personal definition? 
And just a remark there, it kind of seems like that wasn't part of the vocabulary at all, even 10 years ago, like co-parenting even, it seems pretty new to our collective language. So, so what do you consider it to be? And, and why do you think that is? (laughs) I consider healthy co-parenting to be, um, about taking our sort of personal responsibility to what we're bringing to a relationship um, and having major compassion for and understanding for the person that you're in relationship with. I don't know how, you know, it can be very easy for couples to misunderstand each other. But, and if I have, for example, my husband um, reacts in a certain way, I might get offended or turned off or something based on who I am. But instead I realize I know where that's coming from. I understand why he's responding that way because I understand him and how he sees the world, you know? So it allows me to have more compassion and sit back and let him share and express and, and not judge him. And even when it comes to parents, parenting, you know, when you decide, you know, when you're, when you're um, disciplining or something like that, instead of saying, oh, no, you're doing that wrong, or that's not good. It's more about helping him understand why that maybe isn't the best approach for, for this situation or for this child. So it's about communication. So healthy parenting to me, and I'm a big, I mean, a big advocate of communication. And without it, I don't think any relationship has a chance, (laughs) you know, but I do think that healthy parenting has to do with open lines of communication and a willingness to um, accept people for who they are and have compassion for their approach and the way they see the world. And, um, and then finding ways to have conversations, to share your views or to get on the same page or, you know, foundational, like, okay, I see, I understand why you see it that way, but this is kind of how I see it. And, even with disciplining, I don't want to ever feel like I'm defending bad behavior. Instead, it's about, no, it's not that I'm defending his behavior. I'm just trying to help you understand how he's different from you, you know, and that he's not going to necessarily respond in the way you would, you know? So it's just having, to me, it's about having open lines of communication and being willing to hear the other person's perspective as opposed to judging or um, assuming it's wrong. And I feel like astrology and having the understanding of that, either of your partner or you two of the child, it gives you an objective tool, mm-hmm. you know, to work with. So there, you're not pointing fingers or blaming or, you know, coming at each other. It's an objective tool. Like you're both working on this, this same project. It's like a joint venture, a joint project. <laughs> you know what I mean? As opposed to, you know, well, no, no, no. And back and forth, it's like, okay, well, this is him. He's not you and he's not me. He's parts of us and who we are, we can see in him over time, especially because we do become products of our environment. I can see in certain things my son does, oh, that's me or, oh, that's Dan, you know, but there's still just him that may seem weird or unexplainable, but that's his nature. And so I think it's about being on the same page in terms of being open and willing to um, understand each other, have compassion for your approach and uh, working together. Hmm. 
So I, I hear you really emphasizing communication. And of course, being a nerd, an astrology nerd, I, I know where to go to in the chart for that. But could you point us in the astrological direction for where we can go? Yes. In order to accomplish healthy communication Absolutely. in parenting dynamic. Absolutely. So naturally, the sun, moon, and rising are important. The next step is Mercury for sure. And I think once your child is ready to talk or begins talking, it's an ideal time to look at the Mercury. So absolutely your approach to how you communicate. If I have Mercury in Aquarius and my son, I mean, my son has Mercury in Pisces and my husband has Mercury in uh, Cancer. So it's interesting that my son and my husband are actually going to have more of an understanding, a, an intuitive understanding of each other, which is fascinating to know because when they actually talk to each other, I'm like, <laughs> the words they're saying, sometimes like, oh, you know, boys, they play and they roughhouse and whatever. And I'm, it's how they communicate. They touch, they, they wrestle, they, you know what I mean? And then when it comes down to you get me, right? Like he's trying to relay something. He doesn't have to use a lot of words, you know? Mm -hmm. They So understanding that there's an intuitive type of communication between them. I'm the one who like, so has to talk. And so often my husband will like say something or sort of lay down the law about something. And I will be the one who comes behind to sort of communicate the why of that action. You know, so my husband is a man of fewer words and expects certain things, right? So I will be the one who actually can communicate. You understand why your father's telling you that, right? You understand his intention and that he loves you, but he's trying to teach you X, Y, and Z. Yeah, I understand, mom, you know, but he also understands it because him and my husband have this intuitive sort of way of communicating. You know, I'm more logic. <laughs> so yeah. understanding the mercury really just goes oh okay like you know and again with communicating to my son who's you know emotional he can share his emotions when he's ready to and his thoughts and feelings he actually is very expressive and I thought oh I wonder if he will be you know but he actually is and he's not afraid to share his feelings about things which is awesome you know so mercury is the next step, absolutely. And then you can actually, you know, when the baby is young, living in that moon and nurturing that moon is great. There's no need to, if you don't have time or energy to dive into necessarily the mercury until you're ready or till they're talking and, you know, but for you and dad or for you and co-parent, understanding how you communicate is key for sure. And knowing how you come together so that you can then nurture and communicate with your child effectively. You know, because your son's getting or your your child's getting that communication from in two different ways from their parents. Got it. So with um, you're saying that your husband and your son have intuitive communication with one another. And that's because Mercury is in a water sign for both yeah. of them. Yeah. Um, could you take us through Mercury through the elements well, yeah. so, so that we can kind of understand Mercury in a few different 
Um, yeah, it's funny that you, um, it's perfect that you actually bring up the elements because it's one of the reasons why I use the term nurture the nature is because you can actually get so much out of the elements of nature, the earth, air, fire, and water, and it's in everything. So understanding the entire, um, you know, the dominance in the elements in your, in your chart or your family dynamic is immensely important, great value in order to, you know, work through them. So if you have, you know, again, mercury in water, definitely my husband, I mean, my child talks in pictures sometimes. It's very like, um, you know, creative and unique and sometimes not cohesive, <laughs> you know, and not logical. So if you've got a mercury in water, you know, child, you definitely need to be a little bit malleable and really like listen close and also careful to not um, judge or be too harsh or critical because, you know, that's where my son and I can have some, some misunderstandings because I don't understand exactly what he's trying to say. And I feel bad, but it's like, so I, it really takes, especially, you know, depending on your mercury air um, in my case, so with air mercuries, you're probably not going to have a hard time talking, you know, they're probably maybe talk too much or talk a lot or want to read like the, if they have a mercury in air, it's going to be more about, you know, slowing them down and you don't want to shut them down. Like quiet, you're talking too much, you know, when, so it's hard, that's the challenge of having air, but it's also great. I mean, they're curious and exploring everything and want to read and like, so you want to nurture that and then also sort of guide and recognize, okay, we have to be quiet now, or, you know, as opposed to the, the, the stronger, you know, actions, um, with fire, they're, you know, they're gonna, they're, that can be, you know, hot, obviously energy. So their communication can be very willful. You know, it's great that they can communicate exactly what they want in a strong way with fire signs. It's sort of like, you want to not squelch the spirit, you know, no is a word a fire sign doesn't child does not like to hear. So it's, I always suggest using not now or not yet, you know, I understand you really want that. I love that you <laughs> clear about what you want, but it's not time or, um, so yeah, fire mercuries can be um, really great, high spirited, but you don't want to shut down that spirit when it happens inappropriately, or, you know, it's kind of naturally or trying to subtly nurture that and guide that fire, like, you know, um, and then earth. I think with earth mercuries, it's about giving them time, you know, the time to process, the time to um, figure things out for themselves, what they want to say, or, um, you know, not to push them if they're not ready to talk and things like that. So I think the way to nurture that um, earth mercury is to give them time and outlets um, to share when they're ready or in the way that works for them. You know, like get it, you know, you don't wanna do that. Help spit it out, spit it out. Because <laughs> then they're gonna start to judge themselves, you know? So it's that kind of like regular daily awareness. And we're all gonna have moments where we mess that up. 
or we are really irritated with a child that's won't won't stop talking you know what i mean or frustrated with a child that's not listening or talking back you know so it's important to create like healthy boundaries guidelines rules you know um not in order to not um kind of create adverse you know issues with with their communication you know um but yeah does that answer your question kind of went through them yes yes absolutely um my son has a mercury and cancer and a virgo moon and i just so resonated with you saying that they talk in pictures because <laughs> i actually recently had an experience with my son where he's always been super communicative he, he was like cooing at two months old maybe, maybe even before that and just always trying to express his mercury's conjunct the sun so i think that has something to do with it right at the top of the chart um in the ninth and recently i um we have a little bit of a dynamic where he gets up from the dinner table with gracie hands and he'll start touching things and it <laughs> gets me it just triggers me and um so it's something that we're working through and i raised my voice and um was kind of harsh in, in my um critique of his behavior and he told me later after we were kind of done with our argument and had gone through a bit of a blow up over the situation that it felt like he was his body was getting slashed when I raised my voice at him mm. and I was so taken aback by the imagery and first of all where does he even have that kind of vocabulary you know, we don't watch anything that would even depict somebody's body getting slashed. And so it was just so immensely powerful for him to communicate with me through that image. I don't know that I could have gotten it in any other way. My Mercury is in Libra. So, you know, it's not how I would describe it necessarily but i do have a lot of water in my chart so i was absolutely able to sink into that picture deeply like my scorpio was like <laughs> fully in there like immersed in that imagery and i got it i was like wow this is not an option for communicating with him when i'm upset it, it's it's too harsh and even you know even though on my end, you know, with my Aries moon and all of my intense energy, I was like, well, actually, that was not that harsh. Yeah. <laughs> There's no place to bring that in when he's sharing that kind of experience with me. Mm -hmm. Right. So I, I love what you're bringing in about attuning to the others, Mercury and where they're coming from and how we can use this astrological tool in order to bring in way more objectivity into our relationship, whether it's with the co-parent, with a friend, 
with your own parent or your child, it's a universal tool that we can bring into all of our relating. Yeah. And you take that as a lesson right there and you learn that and now you realize that's not going to work. I had a similar situation the first time I lost kind of my cool with my son when he was little and I have Mars and Aries and he literally, I yelled at him and he literally, his whole body shuddered. And I was like, oh my gosh, what have I done? And I remember thinking, oh my gosh, I've wounded him like to his core. He could feel it through his whole body. So I was like, okay, it's very important that I work with my frustrations and I and I handle them differently because I, I don't want to do that again. So having compassion for, okay, I, uh, I learned that lesson. I need to take a different approach, you know, instead of going, oh my God, I'm a horrible parent, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay. I learned that lesson and I'm going to do better. I'm going to realize now this doesn't work for this child and I'm going to have to work on that. And I, I would do that with my husband because he's, he can come across pretty, you know, intense too. And it's, I asked him last night, actually, I said, if there's one thing that working with astrology, you know, me being an astrologer and, and uh, parenting together using it, what would you say it helped you do, you know? And he said, probably having, you know, talking to him differently and having more um, patience and, and in my approach to him. And it's true. It's made a huge difference. Hmm. Yeah. Patience. Yeah. I mean, I knew we knew when we, when we were pregnant, I was like, okay, we are going to both have to work on patience because it's not in either one of our strong suits, <laughs> you know? And then when I kind of knew, oh my gosh, we're going to have this child who has all kinds of water and like little to no fire. So we knew, I was like, this is going to be our work together in order to really nurture this child's nature. You know, and also like the strong will and the competitiveness that my husband had, you know, he played baseball, he's very competitive and he wants to see that intensity and that uh, in, in our son. And I'm like, yeah, it's not there. (laughs) He's going to want to do things and achieve things, but not in the same way you are. And it's not necessarily going to have to be, I have to win at all costs or whatever. You know what I mean? Like it's your will is, is awesome and it's a great influence for him you know but he's not gonna approach things the same way and you have to recognize that you know you can't there's certain things you can mold in a child and certain things are just nature you know so absolutely so could you bring in an example from your relationship with your partner how you've brought in astrology in order to navigate a difficult co-parenting situation. Because I think that that's probably something that every single parent out there that has a counterpart in their parenting has had to deal with once they become a parent. Yeah, let's see, that's a big one. There's, um, I would have to say the biggest one the biggest one is um, dealing with, say, my husband's uh, fear of my son not becoming a certain type of man, you know, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, what it means to be a man is according to the way he, he's been raised. And, and he is a guy's guy, you know, but he also has that soft side of him, family's everything with that cancer. 
But so for me, one of the struggles is whenever Daniel takes this a more authoritarian approach to parenting at times, which has he has learned to navigate through with the help of astrology. Um, I, I want to resist that, you know, like I can get, I want to, um, and get angry or frustrated because I'm like that, that's not going to work. Or I'm worried that that's going to have an adverse effect on Joseph, like down the line or too much of that. So I could, if I get mad and I create a situation where I'm arguing with him, it's, it's not helping anyone, you know? So it's a, it's mostly about, um, having an equal um, sense of balance in the relationship in terms of, in terms of like where the, who's the authority and having mutual respect in the, in the relationship, you know, listening to dad or having to use um, dad as a, um, as a tool for, Oh, when your dad gets home, you know what I mean? I'm going to tell him what you did, that kind of thing, as opposed to handling it myself or feeling undermined. There's like a lot of those things that can happen in a relationship and finding that balance of mutual respect and listening. But my biggest thing is I, I don't want to feel like I'm trying to defend my son's behavior to my husband or undermine him, what he's trying to, you know, teach him or build in him. So it's a real subtle sort of understanding that, well, this, he chose this man as his father, just as he chose me for his mother. If you believe that you chose your parents, he came in. So there's some part of this that he needs, that is part of his growth that I cannot control and should not control. You know, so I think that that's the biggest thing is trying to control everything around your child's environment. When your your husband is who he is, or your partner is who they are, and they're bringing who they are to that relationship into that family dynamic. And you have to respect that something about that is good, going to be good for your child, even if it doesn't, it's not comfortable all the time for you. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Because there's sometimes it's like the way he parents is uncomfortable to me because I worry about things or I, you know, his sensitivity, but really I realize, well, this is his dad and this is part of his experience and it's all coming from love and it's all coming with the best of intentions. And he knows that. And I always can, you know, I can always talk to him later and say, how, you know, how you feeling? And is that, you know, do you understand what daddy was trying to teach you? And he's like, oh yeah, I get it, mom. I, I get it. Like he always gets it. So it's about understanding. I don't have to have to be involved in every little thing, you know, um, and having respect for their relationship and letting them build it and them have it you know, when they get in their things that rub me wrong or like, I'm like, okay, it's too intense or whatever I'm worried about. I go, well, that's his dad. I have to just check myself. And that's, that's good for him. I can see the value in what my husband brings to my son's life, even if it's different from me, especially if it's different from me, you know what I mean? It's important that it's different from me. So I think it's, you know, that's the biggest thing is really recognizing that we are all unique. We're all doing the best we can with what we know and who, you know, our experiences and not judging and not pointing fingers, but really trying to make it a, a team effort all the way around. So mm -hmm. I hope that answers your question. It does. And 
I have a follow-up. Okay. So <laughs> specifically um, bringing in the astrological lens, you've brought up the authoritarian, authoritarian parent yep. a few times. How do you find that in the chart? And what, what else can the chart tell us about the kind sure. of parent that well, we the, are or our co-parent is? Right. Well, the uh, parenting access is the fourth and the 10th house. So for example, if you look at the fourth and the 10th house cusp in your child's chart, okay, in your child's chart, those signs show the, the way the child perceives the nurturer and the authoritarian authoritarian um, authority in their lives. And it doesn't always have to be mom at mom is cancer and dad is Capricorn because mothers can actually be quite author, you know, authoritative too. Um, I run, interestingly enough, Joseph has cancer at the fourth and Capricorn at the midheaven. So me and my husband have sort of taken on very tradition. He sees us as very traditional roles and, I am, you know, the nurturer and my husband is more of that authoritarian, but because of the larger chart, um, like for example, you know, Joseph's son and moon are together and he has, um, you know, my son, my son, I mean, my husband is a cancer, so he has that nurturing quality. So you look at the big picture, but ultimately that can kind of show you the child's perception of the nurturer and the authority. Does that make sense? Yeah. And in our own charts, we can look at that same thing and kind of go test it by going, okay, how did I see my mom and how do I see my dad? You know? Mm -hmm. um, so it's, or how did I see my upbringing or my childhood or my home life based on the, the sign that rules my fourth house, you mm -hmm. know, and my 10th house, what was that picture of my parents? And you, and you go, Okay, yeah, that makes kind of sense, you know. <laughs> so the parental axis is a good place to start too. Mm. And is there anything in the parents chart that you would go to as like a parenting marker that gives additional insight into how you're going to parent or the kind of parent oh, yeah. you're going to be? For sure. I mean, anywhere that um, obviously the moon is mother, motherhood. So I look to, for example, I can look at my own moon and Libra and think about my mom even and how I, how she nurtured me or the way I saw my mom. My mom was very accommodating, very kind. Um, and we were also like more like friends, you know? Um, and so you can look to your own moon to see how you, your relationship with your mother and then the approach you'll also take to parenting. You know, and I do the same thing. I try to be very accommodating and I want to keep the peace. I have Libra moon in the fourth house. So keeping peace in my home is very important to me. And so, and I'm always, you know, that's why I'm always trying to balance, <laughs> you know, and I see that there is, um, there is positive to having um, my husband's, you know, he brings that sort of protective um, he's a Capricorn moon. So he brings that sort of protective provider nature, you know, naturally to our home. And he is our protector and our provider. And me and my son both see him that way, you know, and that makes him feel good to be seen that way. So mm -hmm. it works, you know, um, and also he can look to his relationship with his mom as well in terms of, 
why, you know, how he was mothered. So definitely the moon or where cancer is, you know, in the chart um, are big proponents to how you'll take approach to parenting. I know that even the sun, you know, they say, oh, your son parenting based on your sun sign. Yeah, definitely it's part of it because um, it's, it's your ultimate personality. I mean, I take a logical approach to everything as an Aquarius, right? So I definitely think you could look um, at the sun or the moon, but there's so many. I mean, we could get into the Saturn at some point because that's a big part of it as well. You know, nothing stands alone and that's mm -hmm. the benefit of diving into the whole chart. It's just not to overwhelm. You know, you don't want to overwhelm. That's why the elements are so great. You know, understanding that my son is this mutable water mostly, and I'm cardinal air, and my husband is cardinal earth and water. You're like, okay, I see how the elements, you know, is, are playing here. And where I lack or he lacks, we actually support each other. He lacks air, I lack earth. So we balance, you mm. know? Mm. So. Yeah, wonderful. So. In summary, um, <laughs> oh, is it over already? <laughs> well, not quite yet because we do have a little surprise at the end, but I, I just wanted to summarize just a few of the kind of key tools yeah. that um, we brought up as we've been discussing how to bring in astrology into a healthy co-parenting, um, oh, well, to... <laughs> to foster healthy coping. Yes, yes. So one of the things that's come up over and over again is communication yep. and understanding where the other parent is coming from in the way that they're communicating and relating rather than coming from judgment and just your own lens of, yep. you know, how you're wired and how you interpret things, but bringing compassion and understanding to where your counterpart, your parenting counterpart is coming from with the way that they communicate and the way that they interpret things. And the chart can help us do that, even just by understanding the Mercury signs. That's right. And um, Mercury is the planet of communication. Traditionally, it, it represents many things, learning, um, education, but we, we can really go to Mercury to get some insight into how communication is going to work best and what's not going to work. And um, if you do want to get a chart for your child or your partner, um, one of the places that I love to go to is Astro Charts. And you can actually just go to our website at astrologyhub.com forward slash astro charts mm -hmm. um what i really love about them is that they actually will break down some of the symbols and placements in the chart so for anybody that's really not well versed in reading the symbols you can already kind of get a leg up in understanding what you're looking at because chart reading is very complex mm -hmm. and you, you know, I'm personally always learning more about my own chart, even though I've spent so much time looking at it. But um, there are places that you can go that will give you a little bit more of a leg up so that you can understand without needing to have a counselor right there with you. Yeah. Although I, I always recommend getting an actual astrological reading. <laughs> 
so that you can really dive into everything that's available. Another thing that you've brought up over and over again is the moon sign. And this is something we brought up in previous episodes, but your child's moon sign and even the moon signs of the parents can really help to inform how we nurture, how we are nurtured, um, how we were nurtured in childhood and what we might be bringing forward. Right. Um, And last, just this idea of compassion, which I already brought in with um, Mercury, but compassion through this lens of objectivity, which astrology just helps us bring in a whole different way because it's kind of like bringing in an objective party or, or, or a third party party. (laughs) to mitigate the, the argument that you might be having. Sure. Absolutely. Is there anything else that you would add to that just as like key things um, to remember as you're trying to use this as a tool in your co-parenting? Yeah, I think you, I think you summed it up. That's definitely what I do because there is a tendency to, to want to react or to react in a moment and to always have compassion for your partner and what they're bringing to, to the relationship and to the parenting is important. And it's been life-saving at moments, you know, and, you know, crisis averting at times where you're just like, okay, we don't need to go there. If the objective or third party is great because I'm not saying you're doing something wrong and saying, let's look at how this being his nature is. And, and let's discuss if we're providing the best environment for him, you Mm -hmm. know, even, you know, exposure to things always worried about like as a Pisces, you know, exposure to too much, you know, or visual, but at the same time, I'm like, well, he's, you know, he's wise enough and we can communicate. And if he's exposed to something, we'll, we'll explain to him a little bit more about it if we need to. Um, Mm. But I really think that it's having that objectivity allows us to not get into um, unnecessary, you know, hurting each other or, you know, arguments or saying things that we regret later, you know? So it's, it's really helped keep the peace and the harmony and continue the, the growth, you know, because we've evolved, we evolve as parents, as our children grow and go through different things and experiences and part of their evolutionary cycle. And they teach us, they're our teachers always. So it's remembering this, this isn't just us trying to raise this child, this child's here for a reason for us too. So mm-hmm. what is he teaching us? And he's taught me and my husband both a a lot about being more sensitive and more compassionate. And we've both worked really hard. And I feel proud of us (laughs) in terms of navigating our resistances or our, um, you know, impatience in order to create the best possible environment for our son and to do our very best as parents for him. And Mm -hmm. um, through both of our individual qualities and attributes and you know, think helping each other with the things that we might uh, struggle with. So I think it's really important that that compassion and the partnership, and if you're going to try and really consciously raise a child and uh, astrology is just an awesome eat tool <laughs> for doing that. I, I think that might be one of the biggest secrets about parenting is that your child is actually here to teach you as much as you're here to teach them. It's not more. The, the, the relationship has a whole different purpose than 
what we might have originally thought. So I actually lied when I said that I was done with the summary because there are two more things that I wanted to <laughs> highlight that you brought up. It's the parenting axis that you brought up, which I think is super cool. So that's the cusp of the fourth and the cusp of the 10th. And, and that's just the vertical line that runs through the chart. Right. And the signs that are on those cusps are going to give us a lot of insight about the nurture, who, who is the nurture in your child's experience. That's at the bottom of the chart. We also call that the IC. Right. And at the top of the chart, at the MC, we're going to get insight into who does the authoritarian show up as. Mm -hmm. And then you might be able to, as parents, look at that and see, oh, I can see that I'm really showing up in this way or this way um, yes. for my child. Yes. And, and then their moon. Right. And then last for real. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. You brought in this really important thing about not micromanaging our child's experience and that truly we never can because the further the more our child grows up the more they are exposed to other people and other experiences and that there's a lot of validity in that so that the parent um, counterpart the co-parent has their own parenting style and their own gifts that they're here to share with your child and you have a different lens and different things that you're bringing to the table and that there is perfection in that. And I will say in my very own parenting experience that that's been one of the hardest things to do. I'm, I have a lot of Scorpio, so maybe more challenging for me than most because I really, you know, we can say that I really want to control the experience, but really at the heart of it is that I just really want to protect my child. And that's where my Aries moon comes in. You know, I really like, I have a vision and I have a feeling for what I want him to experience and I feel is best for him to experience. Right. And then there's another plant. There's a, there's more to it than just what my vision is and just learning to open up to the fact that really the divine, the cosmos has a plan beyond just what I can see and exactly. to learn to honor that and see that other people, including the co-parent and other key players in my son's life have really important things to bring as well. Of yeah, course, perfect. to me, this brings in a bigger question of where do we draw the line between where do we allow for certain experiences and where do we step in to say, actually, no, that that's not right. And that's a whole other episode. So I'm, I just kind of want to leave everybody yeah. on that question. Sure. I think uh, for you, it's trusting your intuition. I think mm -hmm. it's when this, when it's, you really trust in your gut that it's gone too far. And I think it, the mother's intuition is a good place to start in terms of when it's too far. And when you have to say, okay, that's too much. I've had those conversations where I understand, but that was a little too much. Yeah. I've, you know, and just saying it compassionately again, that crustal liner, I thought that was too much. You didn't have to. And I've noticed that my husband has done that kind of thing where how he used to, you know, if there was a moment where he snapped, he, he gets over, he'll get over it really fast, but I worry about the residual 
But what my husband's learned to do through the astrology, through our communication, is within a few minutes, he will actually go over and speak to him and say, I'm sorry I snapped. Do you understand why I got angry? You know what I mean? Which he may never have done before if we, he didn't have this understanding and if we weren't kind of utilizing this tool in our lives and our relationship to try and be the best parents we could. It might have just been left at that and you don't know what's happening over there. You know what I mean? But I think mother's intuition kind of can be the, <laughs> when the line has been crossed. Because <laughs> I have an, I have eighth house, sun, moon, and, and mercury. So I understand sort of wanting to control the narrative control and having to, okay, like he has a full life and full experiences and grandparents and aunts and uncles and people and all kinds of great influences that are here. I can't control everything can only do what I can do. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and he'll be just fine <laughs> because I think consciously working, you know, with astrology, being a conscious parent, I think in itself already puts you ahead of the game. You're already, I tell my moms in my group, like you're here asking questions, you're seeking, you're trying, you already are a great parent if you're making this attempt and taking this effort to know your child for who they are, their nature and understand yourself so that you can be all you can be for them and, and help them reach their highest potential. That's your intention. You're already there. So have compassion for yourself and know that it's a journey for you and for the child. Thank you, Dominique. Sure. Um, so we have a an additional segment that we're going to be featuring regularly on the show and that's an opportunity for all of you listening to submit a question that you'd like answered on the show and um i actually have a question from alicia whose story we read earlier and i'm gonna paraphrase here um so that you can all have a little bit of a picture of where she's coming from. She says, my son has a Saturn in the fourth house and it worries me that he sees me as, a, as strict or restricting. I find myself criticizing, teaching him the hows and whys. I want to be light and airy as a mother and friendly and soft, but his personality is very hard for me. How are there any positives to his Saturn being in the fourth house, or is it just negative? I love this question because this is one of the pitfalls and Dominique and I were talking about this backstage. This can be one of the giant pitfalls of trying to use astrology as a parenting tool. Yep. It's not a tool if it's making us scared or worried about there being something bad about yep. our child's chart or about our child. I, I feel, and Dominique, I, I would, uh, I will of course love to hear your um, response to her question, but I feel that one of the biggest gifts that astrology can give us is actually the grand picture of what is possible. You know, all of the amazing ways that an energy can express versus just focusing on, well, this is the way that it can be negative or bad. Right. 
So please, I, I would love to hear specifically um, about sure. how you sure. see Saturn in the fourth. For sure. I totally agree with everything you just said. Um, I don't see any of the chart as negative, first of all. Um, and if you're, I think if you're a parent coming at it and you're from a place of fear, you should put it down <laughs> um, for a while. Um, but Saturn in the fourth can actually be very, very good because like we were talking um, earlier about the parental axis and every child we know from psychology benefits from structure. And when they get into school, they need to know the rules. It's important in life that they understand the, the hows and the whys, you know? And so, and obviously since that is her son's chart, that's part of what she's here to provide him as his mother. She's doing her job by providing that information and that structure from the home so that when he moves out into the world, because I'm assuming he would have cancer at the midheaven if he has Capricorn there. Is, this, is it in Capricorn? It is, right? Oh, I don't know that we know that. Do we know the sign? Okay. Um, we just know that Saturn is in the fourth. Okay, and either way. Either way, that's going to help give him a strong foundation from to you know step out into the world. He's going to know the house. He's going to understand the value of following rules. So being being a mom isn't about light and airy, and she can't be who she's not. You know, so it's also again having compassion. This is who you are. This child chose you, and he and this and Saturn is in the force because he knows mom is going to be providing him the hows and the how-tos and the how-nots and the rules and the foundation from which to feel really safe and confident and secure in himself in the world. So when he's at, you know, an adult, he can adult with confidence and with knowing and security and what his mom provided him. Hmm. He will, you know, in the early resistance as a child, you're is part of the process, right? So his resistance may be part of the process, but at the same time, you have to recognize the big picture and know that that work will pay off when he's an adult. And there is a good chance that he will certainly appreciate all that she provided for him when he's an adult. Mm -hmm. So it's having compassion for this is who she, who I am. I think she said she was Pisces rising and some other things, but understanding that Saturn in the fourth is great. It gives you the ability to really help them understand the way life works and, and that there are boundaries sometimes, there are limits sometimes that are uncomfortable or, you know, but being able to navigate those um, is really valuable and important in life, you know? Mm -hmm. And so there can be, if he's a strong person, okay, there's rules, we can have fun and go crazy and have a good time over here. But we also know that this time or between now and now, you know, this hour and this hour, we have to do this and we take care of our obligations and then we get to have fun, you know? So it's, it's working with that, but also recognizing if that's his chart, then that's part of what she's here to provide him, mm -hmm. you know, instead of getting mad because he's resisting it, realize, well, this is mommy's role is to show you, you know, and to teach you. And when you're older, this, this might help you. You know, so it's giving her and finding that balance for her, you know, and recognizing that she 
is she's supposed to, she's there for that reason and that he's going to be okay. And, you know, he'll have airy and light and fun in his life. <laughs> I understand that like parents don't want to be the bad guy, you know, I'm, mom doesn't want to be the bad guy. But what my husband has taught me as a strong earth dad is that they have to have a realistic understanding of what life is or they're going to get out there and not be able to survive or not be able to navigate it successfully. And so you have to, you have to honor the importance of that, when, you know, that role. And she may be, provi be providing him that role if the father's not, or if the father's not there, or I don't, we don't know, but, um, or they could come together as a, as a couple and they both realize it's important that we provide this foundation for him or her because it's going to help them when they're an adult. And big picture, that's gonna be more important than him being upset in the short run about not getting something he wants right now. He'll survive that. And ultimately it's going to help him in the long run. So I think with that Saturn in the fourth, it's like thinking long-term, you're setting him up for long-term, <laughs> mm. you know? So she's doing a great job. And she needs yeah. to give herself, I think, some love for that and some compassion and understanding that what she's providing him is going to probably help him immensely in his life. And it's part of her role. Mm. Yeah, she also mentions that um, he has a Virgo sun and Virgo moon and, ah. and Leo ascendant. So with all that Virgo Ooh. energy, I, I see kind of a mirror of like wanting to really have the structure and needing it and it, it, of course it's earthy and Virgo being so much about refining and fine-tunement and I'm sure you would have a lot to say about this but also balancing that with reassure reassurance yes, yes you are getting better and, yes. and yes you are good at this and reward also, what you've done you know, mm -hmm. did you say she, he had a Leo rising? Yeah. Yeah. So also think about Virgo in terms of, you know, they know the way they want it. You, you know, it's, there's a certain like, I know it, I know the way it should, things should work or the way I, I feel best when they're working. And if they're not, that can be frustrating. So that Leo rising is where that, that like she was saying, his behavior is sometimes like inappropriate or something, or it's like too much, that strong will. That lashing out or that strong will could be him sort of just having a hard time because things don't feel like they're working the way that they, that feel, would feel good to him, mm -hmm. right? And structurally we, yeah, that you would think by earth that he, that would be good for him. However, as a Virgo, there's a certain way that feels right, right? <laughs> so it's honoring, well, what would work for you? What, what schedule or how would you like the day to work? How would it feel good for you? Would it feel good to do, take care of this responsibility first and then have a break and do this? Or would you rather do this, 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 and this, and then have that time? So maybe including, especially as the child gets older, including them in the rule making or the schedule making or the, you know, the daily routine what's happening when, maybe include them in that, you know, what would feel good to do first or, you know, second, or let's plan our day together. So mm -hmm. bringing him into the fold with the, the boundaries and the learning and the rules, it's like, you know, 
bringing him into the process. And then that Leo's like, yeah, like I'm more in charge of who I am in my life. And, you know, and it gives him a sense of control over himself, you know, and his schedule. I'm a, I plan this, you know? So as he gets older, maybe it's about including him. Mm. Dominique, thank you so much for all the wisdom that you've shared with us today and the practical tips. And I love that I've gotten to hear so much more about just your personal experience in your own household dynamic. And I just feel like I know you so much more now. (laughs) And I think, again, that's one of the things that we can do for one another as parents is just inspire one another with our our stories and our experience and, and just be reminded that we're not alone and there's so many tools as well that we can rely on absolutely it takes a village as they say right so (laughs) most definitely so yeah absolutely Mm -hmm. yes Dominique where can people find you if they want to keep working with you or read more about you or just tune in well my uh, website's really easy it's (laughs) nurturingastrology.com So you can learn more about me there. All my offerings are there, my readings um, and uh, my um, apparel lines, my baby lines, all that fun stuff can be found right through there. You can email me through there if you have questions. And uh, if you want to join our group, I know I've gotten such a lovely influx of moms since Natasha Alter (laughs) mentioned of the group in her um, in your latest show. So Conscious Parenting with Astrology Moms Group is on Facebook. It's a private based group that, you know, to help support the village and the rising of conscious parenting with astrology. Um, But yeah, so that's what I would say. Nurturingastrology.com. It's all there. Mm, Wonderful. Thank you so much. I'm just going to leave you all with a reminder. If you haven't gotten your 2021 guidebook yet, that's totally free and downloadable on our website, just at astrologyhub.com. You can find it just a little bit lower on the page. And we curate that every year. This is our second annual edition from some of our favorite astrologers to help you all have a little bit of an insight on the overall energetic themes of the year to come, some of the key transits, and most importantly, how we can work with it all in very practical ways. And I've said this before, I'm going to say it again. One of my favorite things about the guidebook is having it at the beginning of the year and then coming back to it later on the year after certain things have happened and just being reminded of, oh, this happened because of this or this happened underneath this influence. And um, it was funny because last year I was the one that actually wrote it all together and curated everybody's um, astrological insights into the guidebook. And when I went back to read it, I was like, oh, right. I, I, I remember giving this advice. Why didn't I take this advice? (laughs) So, you know, it's not, um, it's not a foolproof plan. If you have all of the guidance and all of the insight ahead of time, we're still going to (laughs) make mistakes. But it's it definitely um, is a wonderful tool to have in your toolkit. Yeah, for sure. For sure. 
Everybody, everybody, just thank you so much for supporting this initiative, for being a part of this movement. Dominique, thank you for being yeah. a voice and a contributor and um, just really being a wonderful example of conscious parenting. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me anytime. Love to be a part of it. You know that. <laughs> yes, absolutely. We'll be back next week. Same time, same place. Aloha, everyone.